Okay, so welcome to the... Caroline, is this our fourth episode now? Welcome to our, our, our fourth episode of Music and Weights podcast, where we talk about uh, basically the parallels between music weights and what it takes to be great uh, in either of those fields or related endeavors. And uh, we're here with Blaine Krause, and we're just trying to explain to Caroline how... What's good, fourth episode. <laughs> explain like how Blaine and I actually met. So I think, yeah, it, I think we met... At CCM before I got there. Correct. Probably when we came down to like see a show or something, but it was through Hannah <clears throat> Barons. Okay. Or you and I met during my cameo appearance there. Yeah, it, no, was, no, it was cameo appearance. And I was like, hey, no, 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 yeah, I knew Hannah you. says that we have That's to That's exactly friends. what it was. Right. Right. The cameo, ex- the cameo experience, <laughs> really. And it was a lot of times at the gym. Yeah. Do you remember? Oh yeah, I remember the that gym was off that rec center. It was really that's a great. Um, time. Yeah, and then so then, uh, you know when he went to Otterbein, right? Murphy and um, so Murphy is the bell of the ball, <laughs> and um, he's actually in Australia right now as the genie in oh, Aladdin. Oh, genie. that's traveling the world yeah, as the genie. Yeah, gotcha. he's a star. He's amazing. Okay, um, gotcha. Yeah. Also getting the fitness bug because oh, yeah. you got to breathe doing that. <laughs> so so let's, um, I guess like, you know, I think like the first thing I want to. Do you want to introduce Blaine? Do you want to Oh, yeah. So this is Blaine. Okay, so Blaine, so Blaine is like probably, Blaine, I'm going to make you blush. Probably like my hands down like favorite performer that I've ever like been like friends with. The one person I'm like, dude, I would watch this guy sing oh the phone book. It's like just a complete, like the master storyteller. Is how I like. I try to like explain mm. to myself like what, who and what you are. Mm. Um, I'll take it. And I want to ask you. Oh, this is what we're. So, what are you doing now? I'm in the share show right. on Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> um, it's, I am like I'm like on. I only woke up at nine thirty. <laughs> it's Monday. It's my day off. Broadway share show. Dancing in the ensemble, singing, nice. dancing, acting, um, uh, and a jukebox musical about. What does that mean? Is that so? Um, like a review? No, it's like uh, it's a music um, already written and uh-huh. typically done by you know like pop music, right? It's like pre-written, and usually um, the story is formed around you know, around, around so like the Mama music. Mia. Yeah, so Mamma Mia. Yeah. Um, all shook up. Yeah. Oh, um, the share Jersey show, Boys. Jersey Boys, super cool. successful, Got same it. writer. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so it's good. But ours is cool because there's three shares, which everyone knows. Yeah. Three shares. Um, and the way the shares are used is actually really smart and very beautiful yeah. and um, uh, dramatically fulfilling. Um, but the having this, like, um, you know, TV show kind of like backdrop makes yeah. it really exciting and it gives us an ability to move in a way that I think a lot of sh- jukebox shows have to like uh, find if they're telling the story, if they're telling a legit story about right. an artist, right? Because right. you can also make a jukebox as Moulin Rouge, you know, and it can be, you know, a, any a new, kind new of story, right? Yeah. right. right. Okay. Um, anyway, we don't have to go down that road, but it's fun. I'm having a good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The big thing is I'm like dancing that in a in a way I never thought <laughs> I would ever have to be dancing, okay. especially on Broadway. Yeah. So, when you did you think like ten or fifteen years ago, you that you were going to be dancing so heavily that that no. was going to become no, 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 such no, no, a no, valuable? No, skill no way. No way. No. No way. So let's, uh, this is yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. one conversation in the gym that we had when I was like having an identity crisis and you were like, no dude, you need to push yourself, it, it came out to be like, no, you need to push yourself to like really just, you need to get out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. is more or less what it, how I remember it. When you think back about like the vision of where you were going to be and the trajectory of, of your life and your career, what did you like think and how has that changed for you? Like, let's say, like, 10 years ago to now. Um, I mean, you know me, Michael. I'm a very bold yeah, uh, I, individual. <laughs> and I'm dreaming big and, like, believing in myself at a young age was a necessary thing for me. Yeah. 
Um, we all have our journey, you know what I mean? But that was something that was necessary for me. So I very much envisioned pretty much doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, but within that, within that journey and then within me doing what I'm doing, you know, there have been, you know. There, speed bumps. Obstacles. Yeah, speed bumps and obstacles and again, push, you know, getting out of my comfort zone and doing things that I did not think, I did not think I would be dancing, that's for sure. Right. I always envision myself like Brian McKnight. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm not joking. Like very Brian McKnight. I was going to learn how to play piano. I was never taking lessons, but I was going to learn how to play piano. And that was like me, right? Because yeah. that was like, you know, when Usher was big, when I was younger, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. You know, singing or, was first. So you, right. So like you, with you, singing was first. Yeah. Or singing, singing was like quickly identified as like the thing that the separated base. me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then, of course, the theatricality. So you, so you were thing. thinking like you were going to be like, have like a sort of concert career. So how did Yeah, you, I went to be a pop star. So how did musical theater become the, like the vehicle for you to be creative and express? Well, what's funny is, the good thing is I was in performing arts schools um, in choir, but, yeah. and I think it's changing now, but, um, even though they're performing arts schools, they're so publicly funded, you know, all that yeah. stuff. So, so the type of music we were singing was obviously not, not Brian McKnight, not <laughs> Brian McKnight or Michael Jackson or, you right. know, right. Sam Cooke or Stevie Wonder. Um, and so I did choir, but of course I was like, I mean, like, I, do I really want to go to college for choir? Choir for me, for me, right. for me. Because yeah. what I really want to do was sing. Like, and then theater came, um, and I jumped to college. That that I didn't even have that option in yeah. college because theater came much sooner. But I that's what I know. I was never supposed to just be singing because um, theater came just because it was like you connected know, to the choir. Yeah, connected to the choir. You know, hello middle school, hello cafeteria. Come on, yeah. you know cafeteria <laughs> gymnasiums, um, and. Uh, I was like, oh, this is kind of fun too. And yeah. oh, this like story is kind of like cool, like Once in the Silent. That was my first musical. Once in the Silent. Were like, you the, I don't know, were you the. Daniel Bozome. Is that the normalist part? He's, no, that's not Make It Rain. But I did, I did <laughs> come back to Once on this Island in um, were you two summers later. No, no, no. At French Woods, summer oh. camp <laughs> as Ogway. Oh, okay. You gotta pay. You gotta pay your dues. You gotta earn your stripes. I started as Daniel. When you do the junior version of musicals, yeah. You know they cut it down. It's pretty much like forty-five minutes. So Daniel and Once on This Island cut is just him like in a bed sleeping the whole time. Because <laughs> there's a good chunk of the show where he just is like dead-ish. And when the junior version, that's pretty much all I did. But. I was like, this is groovy. Like, this music is funky. This isn't just choir music. Right. Like, this, this is, is cool. kind of poppy. Yeah, and this acting thing is fun. And like, yeah. It, and so it just, that became the the, the way I could sing, you know, yeah. have the creative outlet. And then when it came time to choose in high school, I went the musical theater route. And I specifically chose it because I would be able to do music right. that was in line with... Um, my voice and right. what I wanted Which, to do. At that point, you're like, this is going to a popular place. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's totally. like, yeah, yeah. A book, it's like, so really, like a book musical is like perfect for like 15 year old Blaine being like, I think I want to do that. <laughs> right, exactly. Wow. Yeah, and so, it, you know, and there's been journeys and college yeah. and auditions and all yeah. the stuff. Um, but, um, you never see what challenges are coming your way. That's the original question, you know? Like, did you ever see... Yeah, I did see myself being somewhere because you gotta have a goal, well, gotta you have, have a vision. And you Hello. gotta have belief. Hello, yeah, we're on this podcast, so let's let's skip all that. We know that, you yeah. know? But of course I didn't see, you know, what obstacles would be thrown my way. Right. And, um, yeah. What was the... What, when you think back, and what's like the obstacle that you think back on and you're like, I'm most proud of overcoming that one? Boop. That's a tough question. You're so or just uh, like a couple obstacles where you're like, when you need to think back and you're like, wait a minute, can I do this? You're like, yeah, I did this in my past. Of course, I can mm. do this right now. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. You know, there's this like all there's in general. There's that like with auditioning, and I'm sure you know this when it comes to auditioning and the 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 no's are so heavier than the yeses. 
right? Me dreaming, me knowing long game that things are going to be fine is like that steady drum beat that, yes, keeps me going every day, hustling and working. But there's always those periods of like, 85 no's. Yeah, and so you're like, okay, am I, do, do I need to go back to class? Does something no. happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, have I taken a step back? Am I, and then you book something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you're like, oh, and this is, this is happening, by the way, if you are doing the work, right? This yeah, is like right. that. Right. If, if you are doing, if you are doing focused the work, on if you're focused, becoming you're, better. Yeah, and you're training and blah, 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 right? This is that scenario. And then a job happens, and you're like, "Oh, maybe I was just this is the this is what was supposed to happen. Yeah. I'm supposed to be in this job. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm supposed to be at this place, or oh, I'm supposed to be at this moment. Like, that is a reoccurring thing in my life that I'm glad I'm catching early. Right. Of seeing like, um, if everything, if you're trying to line everything up, no matter what, fitness, your life, your relationships, whatever it is, if you really are. When you look back, you'll always be like, oh, no, 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 I was supposed <laughs> yeah. to do that. It, it, is, it not all, is it not always that case? That is what we, we had a really long conversation last it night is. about just like, how would you just, just like. Yeah, so the, I guess the next question is like, do you feel like that has developed any sort of spirituality in you? Exactly. Because, yeah. right. Yeah. So we were talking about this last yeah. night yeah. about the idea of religion being a means to justify patterns. Mm -hmm. So you look mm -hmm. back and you say either God yeah. intended this or a higher power or right. the power of the universe intended this. So do you feel like that pattern or your ability to recognize those patterns and recognize like destiny or whatever, yeah. that has developed yeah. a sort of spirituality. Totally. You knew that wasn't there before, or did you grow up religious? Or um, I definitely grew up religious, but I think this pattern, yeah, going through this, um, it made me see the practical side of religion, which I think is right. spirituality. Right. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, there's... Because uh, the other thing about religion is that it justify suffering so all of those exactly. no's yeah are for a reason right right, right. so right. okay right um but you know i definitely i would say i'm not religious by like the right right, like, right. normal terms yeah, at all you're not totally yeah right. i'm not like yeah. if the agreement is which yeah. it is is you know you have to believe everything in this word yes, or it doesn't, exactly i'm saying that yeah <laughs> I sense that issues, but i'm on a journey but i am on a journey but i do believe in a God and a universe and an energy. And I believe in, you have to tap, you have to, um, it's all out here for you. Yeah, and exactly. you just have to meet it. You have to call it right. and you have to meet it yeah. and get in tune with it and then flow with it. Right. And, um, you like know. you have to, you have to make your. This is gonna sound sound really heady, but I almost kind yeah, of yeah. We're already heady. We're like, <laughs> I kind of mean this. I almost mean this literally. Like you have to make sure that the a frequency that you are emitting mm -hmm. is a complementary or matching frequency mm -hmm. to the patterns that you are trying to fall into. Right, exactly. Yeah, and exactly. when you, you know, maybe take, I was talking to, or even just thinking about like my own audition process this mm -hmm. last year versus, you know, like what has worked and what's not. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I think that I was maybe on a similar frequency and that's why I got to know. But I was, uh, you know, auditioning for the wrong things. Right. And it's not like, you're talented or untalented. It's right. just like, you need to play in this pool. Right. You need to do this. Right. This is your skill set. Right. Right. Totally. Yeah. And, and, and what I'm learning right now too is, you know, being honest of what you want. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And you finding out how you can be the most honest with what you want. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people operate where they think they're putting out a certain energy or they think yeah, totally. they are emitting but what they're truthfully emitting is something different right sometimes for worse but actually sometimes for better mm -hmm. right? right sometimes exactly. we think we want something that actually we don't really yeah. want we want something either simpler or yeah. more closer or you know so if it doesn't have to be a bad thing an internship you know is like is not wasted if you figure out what right. you don't want to do right yeah. exactly exactly yeah. exactly and i'm learning about I'm talking about, that's, that's actually what I'm talking about with my therapist. So literally, it's all working out. Do you know what I mean? Like, just being very specific about, yeah. you know. Um, like, if you want to be a star, you have to 
you have to be honest. Yeah, you that's what be, you want. Yeah, yeah, that's what you want. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. That's what you like want. letting go if, of humility right. and saying that's what right. I want to right. be a star. Right, totally. Yeah, and specifically talking in you know we're talking theater and music right, right now. Um, you know it, it it's a twofold relationship because totally. you have to be also open to what is thrown your way because yeah. you're not always gonna at a certain level until you get to a certain yeah. level and that's a very high elite level that is possible to attain yeah but at a certain level you're gonna have to also it's not a straight line it's not a straight line of what you want yeah. you know what i mean yeah, like totally. what parts what yeah, star yeah, yeah. roles you're gonna <laughs> yeah, get you yeah, know exactly. you have to be open and say okay well you know what i mean and you've got to be always... i know what i want what my goal totally. is what i'm trying to go for my frequency where you know um but this thing is can be comparable like, yeah. for, for x reasons and I think, when I think about that and like thinking about, you know, how to best prepare for a final destination or, mm -hmm. you know, that big opportunity, believing that luck is preparation meets opportunity. Yeah, I love that. How many little, you know, non-Broadway things have you done? Like a concert at somebody's house, a whatever, you know, like oh, even from back in life. the day. Right. <laughs> and how... I tell people I'm a gigger. That's my favorite, like... Dude, it's... It, yeah. <laughs> and, I need to get a better word, but it's better. It's, but it's true. Um, but, you know, so, like, I think that for you, and at least in, in my own experience, Caroline, probably yours as well, like, taking those little things as seriously as you would take yeah. the big show, you yeah. know, that may be coming, like, ten years down the line, yeah, yeah. that, for me, has been a really good way to both make a lot of progress mm -hmm. and learn about what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And, like, you know, putting, yeah. making the stakes in these low-stakes environments very high. Totally. Do you do any of that? Totally. Oh yeah, totally. I think they're even higher because the more intimate they are. Like this is my Tony so, moment. Yeah. yeah. But I also, for me, actually, <laughs> I love. I I think I actually have more joy in like the gigs Recital. and concerts like and um, benefits and just anything that's not like. Broadway. I think I actually enjoy those more because yeah. I'm more relaxed. I'm yeah. actually myself. Yeah. Um, I'm just practice. I'm singing to sing. Do right. you know what I mean? Totally. Like the stakes are low in that way where right. it's like, you know, you're I not don't just, even have a costume or anything that yeah, I'm just, behind. It's just you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I feel most powerful actually in those situations. Right. Because and then you know the audience for you is right there. Yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah. Um, so I do take them seriously because I think they're just people see you more and it's um, also the chiller the environment I think the easier for you to affect people too as well so yeah. it's more strict you know what I mean totally um, that but, but you're right but you are right about like taking it all just as equal but it's like why not like why not give a hundred every time what are your ideas on vulnerability because I think that in order to have a really effective uh two-way performance you know when we're like you are in communication with the audience and they're in communication with you mm -hmm. you in, in order to really engage them thoroughly you need to be vulnerable yeah what does that mean to you and how do you tap into that when you're on stage um it's just being vulnerable is being completely open to being a vessel for, you know, someone else's story, because that's what you're doing. Right. You're telling someone else's story. You're singing a song. You know, it's all storytelling. If it's good, it's all storytelling. Um, even pop music. Um, and being vulnerable is being open to being a vessel to what that story needs. So that means you're at a place of zero, a place of... Um, and find a word that's synonymous with being humble to being open. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? To like whatever you might discover along the way of telling that story. Right. And then being able to reveal that effective, you know, make that. sure right. that that's not just happening in your head, but make sure yeah. that even the little old lady in the back row, right. that she gets that. Well, right. it's the idea that you're not the creator in the story, that you right. are just the mouth of the story. Right, 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 right. But also, like, more artistically, that you can be, that no matter what comes through you will be true. Yeah. Because you are mm -hmm. open to what can right. come through you right, via right, right. the work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
So it takes a lot of work as a actor, as the actor, not the character, to be, or the performer, the singer, we're all actors. Um, you're an actor, I don't know why I'm pointing at that, but the voice is so pretty, I was just thinking. <laughs> um, you know, it takes work, it takes private, personal work, as we yeah. know, because actors are crazy, and then professional work and creative work to get to that place to be vulnerable. Right. That's why the best actors are, because they have cleared the runway for this plane, you know what I mean? Like they, they are open to what is gonna happen. They're at center and at peace with their goods and their bads. Not that things are perfect and they're right. not still working on them, yeah. but they're at a place that they can then show that and reflect that to an audience. Yeah. It's a journey. I don't think anyone has ever, was that's why acting's so amazing. Was the there, so yeah. Amazing. And that's, you know? uh, to, to me, like, we talk, that's a frequent yeah. conversation for us. And it's also like, hard and crazy. And yeah, it's crazy. like you don't just want to see somebody who's, like, you know, a board up there, yeah. and just like a, you know, a singing machine. Like, you want to be moved. And yeah, in order yeah, to yeah. be moved, you have to be, acting doesn't have to be, like, you know, running back and forth along the stage. Like, yeah. Maren Maisie was, I think, I know, epitomized, so standing, like, and it being empowered through mm -hmm. stillness. stillness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Which the I most think... vulnerable as it were, were her emotion, her heart on her sleeve. Oh so my god, yeah. she was like the perfect vessel for whatever she did. <clears throat> um, so, question for you: Back when we were in the gym, you were a little bit heavier. Oh my gosh, I've gone through. I, know, I was thinking <laughs> about this. When I was, I was thinking about this when I was walking down the street. I was like, Michael has seen me through so many crazy, like I've been, yeah. So you it's were, crazy. Oh yeah, so so when we met, like, I, you know, I was, we're, I mean, I was, like, not fat, but I, I was by no means, like, you know. Yeah, you did, were not did I like, fat. That's did I, like, sure. lit? You know, nobody would be like, yeah. oh, like, that guy lifts. And right. Blaine was, you know, <laughs> almost, was, was working very hard towards becoming pool ready. Yes. So how much weight did That's you lose? so kind of you. <laughs> like, I what? don't think I've ever really put a number I actually, that's the one thing that's been consistent <laughs> in the inconsistencies is I've never really tracked a number because the number never really, really mattered. Yeah. It was always, always very aesthetic for me and how I felt and I know how I felt. I'm still not there. So that's yeah. what's great. Yeah. I'll never be there. So I know I'm going to always be like right. working, which is good. Um, but I was a... I was a, a plump kid in high school. and Went like, to the husky section for jeans. Husky, like yep. big boys. Like, <laughs> it was, yeah, I was, yeah. You know, I was high school. I was like, you know, had making my own food and had no, <laughs> no, no one cared. And, um, and I tell this story a lot, but one day my grandmother was like looking through photos and I always spoke about how I wanted to be this leading man in theater. And um, she was like looking at a photo of me in this production of Ragtime where I peaked as Cole Housewalker <laughs> in my junior year uh, with Anthony Murphy as Booker T. Washington. Yes. Separate story on when we both were up for the same part, me, him, and another guy, Aaron Fleming, if Aaron Fleming ever hears this. Is he also um, a performer now? Also a performer now. Oh. We were all up for Cole House, PCCA. It's such so, so dramatic. I can make a Netflix show about it. But anyway... Um, <laughs> she was like, uh, you're always talking about being a leading man, um, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And she shows me the photo of myself. She's like, is, basically, she was like, is this what a leading man looks like? Grandma! I know. Yeah. I, it's a Boy. tough, listen, it's, it's, a tough, tough, it's, a tough, it's a tough world I come from. It's, you gotta be strong, man. Whoa. And I, I mean, I was a junior, so I was like prepping to start auditioning for yeah. school and dreaming about going to college. Melon yeah. and CCM and so I knew that that was something that was legitimate so I took it for exactly what it was and she's right like leading men you know they're, they're hot they're yeah. <coughs> you Brian know Mitchell, like. Brian Stokes Mitchell <laughs> you know I'm going into show business so that's just the facts like they look good so I started literally started walking around Child's Park I'm not joking it's so, it's so cliche I love it <laughs> it's and so literally started cool. walking and um, I'm not even exaggerating. I literally, I remember 
on my iPod, like my little shuffle iPod, having like um, Dina Washington, Relax Max. I'm just being so serious. Like I have these memories. Walk around the park. Then it became like the jogging. Then it became me running. running yeah. And then I convinced my dad <clears throat> after I did lose some weight just from doing that and changing my diet. I went like very had no knowledge, but I was like chicken breast and string beans. That's all yeah. I need. <laughs> I'm good. Literally did that for two months. And then I was like, you know, tell my dad like, you know, I audition for schools, blah blah. Um, so he got me a trainer and then that's how I got introduced into the gym. Yeah. I had a trainer for, you know, like six, seven weeks. I remember the trainer being like, um, I think I saw him twice a week, maybe once or twice a week. And I remember him being like, he was like, dang, he was like, if I saw you every day, he was like, I promise you, you would look so jacked. Like you would look <laughs> so good. And that I think really was when I was like, I think I really want to like come every day. Like, I think the, I really want to... It's the same thing that made you be like, I'm going to pursue this full throttle. You were like, okay. Yeah. All I got to do is just put in the work? Right. Yeah. Is so that it, yeah. yeah. Someone told me, he was like, oh, all I have to do is just every day. I was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. then this is, you know what I mean? So that's what really got the like yeah. bug really turned. Um, but that's what flipped the switch is her being like, you know, me, it's, you know, I'm lucky that my health can tie into my career because... You know, it's harder if not, if you're right. doing something else that, yeah, totally. you know. Nobody cares if you're fit. No one cares if you're fit. And it's just you lead a lifestyle where it's like, you know, it doesn't have to be a priority. And it's a busy, it's a busy 2019. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot happening. So I'm lucky that it's tied in. Um, and, uh, but I'm also still a big boy on the inside. <laughs> so well, every day, every real. day is a, every day is a day. Every post show is a battle for my life. I could throw away my entire day, every post-show You could throw show. away the entire caloric yeah. deficit. It could be done. Oh, yeah. You know? So, yeah. So, you said something really interesting that I, like, it's just a, I think it seems like a thread, but I want to just hear you talk about it more. You said, you know, you were focusing on your your goals at that point of going to, you know, either Carnegie mm. or, or CCM. Like, two right. places that it's... It's really hard to get into, right? And everybody wants to go there right. when, when you're at that point. So, when you set your sights on on one of those goals, like what, what were you thinking? What did you? How were you like? Okay, this is what I have to do to make. Well, myself. I was broken poor, and I knew the only way I would attend these schools with with scholarship. Like yeah. I knew, you know what I mean. Like I had a very high bar for myself. I had a lot of nerve. I could have very much gone to FSU, which is I'm from Florida, mm -hmm. which is a great theater, musical theater school and theater school, top tier, top tier, mm -hmm. and probably could have got it like a, you know, right, you know, probably yeah. got, the, you know, because I'm from Florida, I got yeah. the whole tuition situation, but I definitely wanted to leave, and I definitely wanted to go where people were like, that's the, that, you know what I mean, because that's where I believed in myself, I was like, well, if that's where people say the message, that's where I need to be, Right. so, um, Carnegie, I was like on this little stint of like, I only want to be an actor. I've been singing my whole life. And, you know, I could be the black male, not Patty LePone, Patty LePone, and go to a drama school. And, you know. Dude, you know, Yeah, Manny Patinkin. And, you know, but they all, those are people who like always sang, but still went to like drama schools, yeah. really, and just kind of had a voice teacher. And so I was like, I'm going to go to Carnegie. So that was my first choice, actually. Um, and... And then CCM came because someone came to school, a friend of, um, do you know Kyla Walker? Hannah Barron's friend? Kylie? Kyla Walker? No. Okay. Well, her and Hannah are super close. But um, her brother What's went up, to CCM, Hannah? hey Hannah, <laughs> and was like, um, you know, CC came to our school, was like, CCM is this time he's going to theater school. And I was like, I never heard of CCM. Google. I was like, oh my right. God, I never heard of CCM. <laughs> Bam, gotta go CCM. And I got waitlisted at Carnegie Mellon. Mm -hmm. Um, which sucked yeah. at the time, and CCM, they, um, it don't see it never seemed to me because it's public. It never seemed to me like they're a huge scholarship giver type school, yeah. which that just is true. So, um, because their funds go elsewhere and blah blah blah, you know, whatever, all that endowment stuff. So, scholarship, I got a little something, but nothing that was like, I could, I had hustled for a year. And like two years in high school, so what I had made scholarships, competition singing oh. this, all those things. So I had had enough scholarships that I personally had gotten yeah. through all these various things that could last me a year. 
And I got waitlist at Carnegie Mellon, and CCM was the best, hadn't visited, and I was like, well, I'm going. And showed up first day on campus with Auntie Kim, uh, my aunt, and hustled the first year, um, and then, you know, made some things happen for myself that I was able to stay. But it was, you know, it was, it was, it was hard for me, because I did, I was doing it all by myself, and I, you know... Yeah, it's amazing resourcefulness, though, that you weren't like, you know, I was expecting to hear you say, like, yeah, you know, like, I I was, like, working doubles at this pizza joint. No, I knew I couldn't. I was, like, I knew for me that I needed to focus on my craft for me. And I knew that it needed my attention. And I knew that I had the ability to make everything else uh, work out so I could do that. Um it still was hard. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it still was... You, you, got this, right. you got all this energy and this, like, ability, but then you're like, now I need to find an outlet for it. Yeah. Where, like, how did you find an outlet? Obviously, yeah, yeah. the internet, but, you know, like... Yeah. What, what was the first place that, that, like, paid you? Or that you, like, got a scholarship from? Oh, jeez. The place when you when you were like, oh, my God, this is a reality. I, I know I can make this work. If I got this one, I can make another one work. For, like, school and stuff? Uh, for like, just like when you like knew that you needed to get scholarships or <clears throat> when you were trying to as you were saying hustle oh I didn't even have it was just like I, I was on every congressional yeah, black totally, scholarship totally. I mean really digging like you can you know I knew what my reality was and I knew it's crazy reflecting but like you made it work you yeah. can make it work if you can make it you know what I mean so, like can we talk about the biggest one though? Yeah. Or what I would think is the biggest one? Yeah. yeah. The what, what do they call it? This thing I never I didn't even know about it until long after the fact. The one where you go down. I guess you're already in Florida. The what's it called? The presidential one. Presidential scholars. Young yeah. arts. Yes. Oh yes. Oh yeah. In high school. Oh, you were young arts. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 You did young no, arts. No, I didn't. No. Did Addie do young arts? No, none of us. Yeah, that's a separate story. No, right. we didn't do it. But that was a scholarship. That's how I stumbled upon it. I was, that was a, yeah. you know, and I mean, that and was it's such junior. a hotbed of talent in it's every... Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Now, wait, now, his it's class, crazy. your class was, it was you and Sean Plum one year, year right? Yeah, With me, opera. Sean, and um, Michael Silverblatt was a, uh, a presidential scholar, and he was like movies and... Um, they're all, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Arts. I miss yeah. so <laughs> I, for a while, I miss them. I, for a while, because I was in Florida, was doing so many fun, like, gigs for them, yeah. and oh, they're amazing, and then school. What did you sing? Did you sing? Said, no, CC. What did you sing for them? I did, um, so I actually auditioned, so I actually auditioned in the pop, because they do have a pop. Young Arts is the Coolest. Coolest. <laughs> and they actually have a pop like category, like a pop vocal. So I auditioned yeah. when I uh, submitted tapes for that and for musical theater. Smart. It was like, see what could yeah. happen. And they both, and I got to choose. And I ended up going musical theater because someone was like, think about what will affect you for schools because you'll be getting a lot of scholarship opportunities right. and right. people you meet. So if that's what you're going to go study, blah, blah, blah. Um, so. What was the question? Uh, what did you, you know, sing I just start talking. Arts. I just got Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, uh, so I sang for the musical theater stuff. I remember... <laughs> I remember... I am so great. I think I sang Being Alive. <laughs> I was doing Being Alive. That was my hit. My dramatic hit. I was a Tony winner. Yeah. In high school. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't doing high school songs. I was no. doing dramatic yeah. leading men songs. Um, being alive and I think Monticello, Pasek oh, and, oh, and Paul's Monticello. Dude, a great can I song. can I tell you that is such a great song? My teacher in my teacher in um, school was like, there are some songs that um, let me say I love Pasek and Paul. Yep. Um, he's of the older you know flavor, so he likes his ice cream vanilla. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but he was like, but he was like, this song oh. is so, it's an I want song. You know, he's like, it's an I want song right. that shows the voice off. That song is so beautifully written. And obviously, because it got me some money, <laughs> so I can go to school. Thanks, Pastor and Paul. Thank you, Pastor and Paul. Yeah. Dude, they, you know what's crazy about that is they, I feel like there's, um, you know, like when you look back at music history, you're like, okay, so there's whatever, and then like Beethoven is like this dividing line, and everything that comes after Beethoven mm-hmm. is something. Mm-hmm. I feel like in musical theater, you have, in contemporary musical theater, You've got Jason Robert Brown, mm-hmm. not with Parade, but right. with Last Five Years. Right. That's like its own thing, but everything after that started to 
be very informed by it. Yeah. Unignorably. And then I feel like Edges was the first thing that came oh, right yeah. after that oh that was gosh. like landmark, this is we are informed by JRB and now everything totally. else is gonna be in this flavor, this Yeah. Style. I love oh my god. Edges rocks. It I is saw good. somebody It um, is so good. Somebody produced a one a, a like a full song cycle of Edges, like right when I was deciding that I wanted to be like serious yeah. in performing. And yeah. I remember watching it and being like, Okay, I'll definitely never be able to sing any of this right. stuff. But this is amazing. Right. Yeah. That song Perfect, you sing Perfect, right? so good perfect breaks my heart every time dude <laughs> what's great about musical theater I think when musical theater is at, at its best is when um there is this um very legitimate but it seems to me like stronghold of like keeping this quote unquote form of what musical theater yeah. is you know theater, musical theater which if people don't know is America's I think only mm -hmm like original yes. art form birthed yes. to the world right yeah. so there's a lot of pride in it and um as there should be um and there was this very there's this very early formula of how musicals and theater should be how they should look how they should sound how they should be written you know what i mean there is yeah. like almost a a theater you know there's pop there's broad you know what i mean there's a sound right but i think we're at our best when you know, theater is supposed to reflect life, reflect mm -hmm. people, reflect culture. There are so many, yeah. you know what I mean? You've got bands visit, you know what I mean? There's so many. There's it's good when you're just, you know, playing and writing and producing and singing from your heart and your sound and your soundtrack. Yes. And Pasek and Paul do that unabashedly, you know what yes. I mean? Like, they, um, like, it was a sound that, like, was right for so many people. Yeah. yeah. I just had an idea of how to make it. Also, it's just more. so empowering, those songs. Right, <laughs> like, right. Yeah, we were talking to someone last night about basically that those are songs about religion, those songs. Yeah. <laughs> they are, yeah. Like, um so there's a lot of we, me and Michael come from obviously the opera world mm -hmm. and there is a movement within the opera world to uh, to attempt yeah. musical theater song yeah. singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um our friend was saying basically as soon as he hears an opera singer open it's his or her mouth, it uh, sounds so untruthful because we have been so physically and athletically trained uh, to produce, interesting. right? Yeah. Versus the, the which makes sense to me, it yeah. totally makes sense to me, versus mm -hmm. um, what you're talking about, the, the trend of just the voice is what it is yeah. and it's not set up, it's yeah. not anything that you prepare, yeah. it's just yeah. sung. Yeah. And that's all it is and your voice is, if it's, if it's any what quality, that's what it's going to be. Right, right. But it's not something that you even really should be developing mm -hmm. in any sort of athletic mm -hmm. endeavor mm -hmm. because that's just not mm -hmm. would be music a, theater. That mm -hmm. is not sung theater. It would be kind of like a uh, falsification of what the thing that you're hoping to be your chief vehicle of expression. Right, right. Exactly. exactly. You don't want to develop it too much. You don't want, right, you want to also have it if you're really good, and this is what I want. You 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 want it to be able to be that vulnerable vessel for exactly. what the character and show needs. Exactly. And hopefully they don't sound all the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if they do, that's fine too. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of different forms of entertainment. But you know what I mean? You know who had some some music that I really was just like, this is amazing. It's a perfect. I think another example of like really a contemporary kind of. Uh, or a totally different kind of sound with singing that was both really legit and mm -hmm. really quote contemporary. Mm -hmm. um, Great Comet. Oh my God. Tell us about Great Comet. No, don't bring that up to me. <laughs> you my love heart, it. My heart. You guys crushed it with the Tonys. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Where are those videos? I can't find any of those Tony videos. Why are they not online? I'm anyone listening out there. I'm trying. You're just, yeah. Where are the videos? Um, Great Comet was my Broadway debut. Oh. And it was probably will be one of the greatest ex theatrical and, and experiences I, I'll ever have. Like I'll do. So I think our composer said to us in an email um, towards the end, like we'll all go on to do great things. But I think we know that this will be this one of the most special. Gem. Yeah, it was so. Um, you know, it's immersive. It was incredibly immersive. And incredibly groundbreaking, um, incredibly artistic, 
I also thought it was incredibly groundbreaking because of what it did for what the potential of what commercial theater could look like. Do you know what I'm saying? What do you mean by that? Um, well, it's, you know, a very, it stands alone on its whole, like, it's artistic, it's beautiful, it's like exactly what you want theater to be, what you want art to be, and we could talk about that any day, all day. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it made its way somehow, probably accidentally, to being on Broadway. Right. Being at this commercial oh. vehicle that needed millions of dollars. You know, it started off in a tent, you know, off-Broadway right. in 60 seats, I think, or 120 seats or something like that. And then it moved into a larger tent and then a larger tent and then it became this, Is like, it, commercial, you know... Were people just hearing it and being like, this yeah. is amazing, it just we became this. people to it know this. It got this crazy cult following. Um, by the end, by the last show that we performed, it was as if we were at a Comic-Con. Like, the, the audience, the fans up. are so in love yeah. with the characters and the storytelling. They are dressing up with the costumes. They're like, I'm not joking, it's so cool. It's Tolstoy, it's War and Peace. Yeah. It's right. the most wait, wait, boring, like 70 dense, boring <laughs> book. God bless them, thank you for it. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Did and you it's read great. it? No, I'll be so honest. <laughs> I did skim through the 70, I did read through the 70 pages yeah. where our story's based off of, but. A girl in our cast, Grace McLean, because uh -huh. she's a legend and I have work to do. She's she read the book twice. Did you read? She's uh, amazing, and that's why she, if you ever saw her performance, you would gag. <laughs> if you saw mine, you'd be like, "Work," but you saw hers, you would like, you would choke because that's that's work, you know. What I mean? But it was it was it's gonna have a life again somewhere, hopefully sometime so. that. It is. Who'd you play? I was so I joined as a swing. Oh. So I covered actually covered twenty two tracks. I covered oh, ten okay. men, ten women. Can we stop right there to talk yeah. about swing brain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Exactly. Dude. So I'm off stage. You know, normally you cover seven. I didn't even know I had the ability to be a swing. But normally it's like <laughs> it's like three to four to seven characters. Yeah. But in this show, because of the way um, we do the storytelling. Um, you know, people are non-binary. It's non-gender specific. The choreo is that way. So oh, there really? were male-female oh, cool. female couples, yeah. male-male couples. It didn't matter. It's more like A, B, one, two, yeah. that kind of situation. Yeah. So we could really play any person. So we covered all the men, all the women. And then I also covered two principals. So mm -hmm. I went on for um, both the kind of lovers. Um, uh, Anatole, who plays the dangerous badass. That's the um, one who has the uh, duet duel with Pierre. Um, he doesn't have the duel, but he's the one who's like kind of officiating it. He has the duel with his friend. Okay. But he's like the lover with the blonde hair, Lucas Steele, okay. white white coat. He um, nice. lies and says he's not married yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I played her lover who like went off to war, Andre. Um, but it was crazy, but I had the best time of my life during that show. I had the best time of my life. I'm also trying to get back to that size. I was Were you bigger? Thick. Yeah, I was bigger. But not as um, cut and informed. Dude, that's it, it was great. I looked yeah. great. Yeah. I'm glad of how I looked. But I can't wait to come back now, like, 2.0. You get to, you get to, this has been my experience. Like, uh, you get to pick. If yeah. You are, if you are natural, if you are not using any kind of, and by the way, I I fully endorse people using steroids. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't think it's, like, cheating or anything. No. I just, dude, I don't know how it's going to affect my voice. And right. And I don't, you know, so no. whatever. You either get to be big and like and look big, right? Or you get to be ripped and not look big until you take your shirt off, right? Right. It's like it's more fun than when you take your shirt off. Yeah, but, the, but then but then you also who doesn't love a reveal? Yeah. yeah, and then you're like, damn, I'm fucking ripped. But it also feels I hit two fifteen this summer. Yeah, and I was like, I felt like on one hand I felt like I I just instinctively feel like I'm too big for this frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also was like. I know that I feel so strong right I now. Know. I want to get bigger. Yeah. I want to. I want to. I love the. That's a journey, though. That's you know, kind of like kind of like how like the voice getting like settled, and you're like, great. You know, like, yeah. you know, like when I'm 35, my yeah, voice yeah. will be like really mature. Yeah. It's like I've noticed that even as like as I get older, and I just you know pay attention to what my body is telling right. me. I'm like, I think I'm just like thickening a little bit. Or totally. You, you get like man weight. You've always been like... <laughs> I've always been thin. Uh, steakhead. <laughs> steakhead. But, uh... Yeah. But it's also fun. I actually am having fun. Like, it's... I had... It, it, it's nice to 
be lean doing Bob Mackie cor- wearing Bob Mackie clothes on Broadway because yeah. he's very tight yeah. and doing this choreo you know what I mean so I, I like how I feel right now and yeah. I liked I liked being bigger when I was playing Anatole because right. I very you I feel just like felt got certain, on stage. yeah there was something yeah and so now you feel like Spider Man now I'm trying to go back the other way what um wait so what are you doing to, to stay in shape what's your workout look like um so I. Linked, so for a while, I was going through a period where I was trying to do too much at once. And this is actually when we were talking. Mm-hmm. I was really trying to, but I was like just getting into therapy yeah. and really trying to change a lot of buttons. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really being able to balance them the yeah. way I was trying to, you know, yeah. making efforts. And right. trying to. So I was just kind of like flying by the seat of my pants for the last little bit of time. And then something recently hit where I was like, I need to get together and a friend, I've been working out with a friend who's in the business and he likes to tailor his stuff straight towards, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, performers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just did a trial and now I'm doing, but what I'm getting more into that I'm loving is like um, kettlebell work and that stuff I'm having, I'm yeah, loving I'm so that. I love, with kettlebells I right love now. it. It hurts, and, but feels so good. Dude, um, it's like I'm loving the conditioning aspect of it all. I love it. Yeah, I love. You're it. like it, it. It'll make you hurt in a way that like you never knew, and yeah. then you like while you're doing it, you're like, oh, this is easy, and then you set yeah, it down, yeah, and you're like, yeah. those like, hurt so, so bad. Right, right, right. It's I'm yeah. So Are jumping you into that and doing Turkish get-ups. What's that? It's a kettlebell thing. I'll show you. I'm about to learn a whole bunch about kettlebells. Oh, I'm geez. gonna go take a kettlebell certification. Uh-huh. Uh huh. From this guy who like he was the strength instructor for like Soviet special forces, mm-hmm. and then you know Soviet Union collapses and he comes over to America and he's like, I think I'm going to make my own oh. kettlebell certification. Stop. <laughs> so he has this whole company and it's like the like the gold standard of like basically strength training certifications for and they're like a principal based company so they're like here's the strength principles and now in this certification we're going to teach you how to make the kettlebell this tool for these principles right. and there's a body of you're kidding do. me i'm so excited okay well when you're certified when i have all this knowledge i I'm will come like, over not until you're certified i'm, I'm, I'm gonna rock your <laughs> world this no, I so love that. um i had a couple i had a question about you said you're in therapy now yeah Ooh. when how long have you been in therapy since I started going after we did our out of town tryout in Chicago of, with the share show, yeah. When did we do stop doing that? I think July. So sometimes like in September, October, I think I started. Yeah. Um, I've always been thinking about going for like right. years, like just you know you hear just about to it, it. And, um, um, and it's not something that's like familiar in our my community, like okay. my community yeah. and my family and. Um, uh, and so I, another just switch. <laughs> it was yeah. like, yeah. I'm going to do this yeah. thing that I always say to people, like, maybe you should go to therapy or talk to someone yeah. or yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And it's been really amazing. It's yeah. really, really, I think it's, um, I, I, I do this, um, go to this place called the paradox process yeah. and it's very, um, I call it like, um, active, work active yeah. meditation active it's very tool based therapy That's and awesome. um less about you um reflecting and more about you identifying experiences and right. like doing work that you can do every day to like better yourself better your life right. it's also like very good like, career management also like life management it's an amazing yeah, place you're figuring and, out like what it is that yeah you want. and it's nice having someone kind of Hovering above you, making sure you're always just honest with yourself. Yeah. And if you can just always be honest with yourself, and you know what I mean. Don't that up. No, I'm good. Um, it's just nice. Yeah. yeah. I was just talking, talk, saying that the other day with her. That's just nice having someone being like, you come back in and they just check out and they're like, uh, no, maybe yeah. not this highway. Yeah. So <laughs> Going what's, down that road. what's your goal? What's your end goal with therapy? I have, I don't have an end goal. Okay. I was actually just thinking about the other, that the other day. Some people go twice a month, once right. a month, twice a week. Right now, I go once a week. It's it's slow. It's slowly becoming one of those like I go to the gym because I've got to go right. to the gym. I go to you know what I mean. I blah, 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 eat because I need to eat. You know blah blah. I go to therapy because I need to right. you know work work on exercising the mental and emotional health. Yeah. Part. What what do you do to exercise and clean and filter and right. and and regroup and fast and 
focus on and goal on that's mental and emotional. Do you yeah. do that? You know, right. we do fitness, we do career, we right. do relationships, we, you know. You're really so that's what it seems like that for me as I'm doing more and more, I'm like, oh, that's, this is what this is. Like, this is, you know. You're really good at reinforcing, I think, things that you, if you're like, oh, this is useful to me or I think I might need, this is providing value in my life, mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and like figure out resources that can reinforce that. Yeah. What are yeah. some other, you know, like what are some stories, mm -hmm. movies, books, musicals, other people mm -hmm. that you feel learning about them or just experiencing them reinforce oh. Lane's whole, yeah. you know, life totally. philosophy? Totally. Oh my gosh. Oh, jeez. I, I think I do a lot of stuff because of my family. Mm -hmm. I think that's what really drives me. Like, I think that's what truly drives me. Truly. Well, I want to, like, help people and, like, yeah. impact people and, um provide them with a, a moment of opportunity to reflect and possibly change or feel better or just touch people in some way. Um, and I think that stems from my family and, mm -hmm. and their life experiences and growing up with them and yeah. seeing their dreams and what they could accomplish and not accomplish and kind of me wanting to like pick up that mantle for them and do the things that they couldn't do and like along the way that also hopefully creates opportunities for other people. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Um, so I, when you were saying like stories and just things, like that's just like an image, that's just like, you know, people, that's, it's if, if, if I had to root it in that, it would be that. Yeah. Like artistic stuff, oh my God, I just love, I, I love, I, I, I love stuff, of, yeah, I'm like weird. Like I, I read a lot of like autobiographies, a lot of like, so I'm interested in like people yeah. like I'm interested in like do you know what I mean the you know I do acting so the more I get to learn about people and so it's, I'm so it bad like at those answers tool, you know? because okay, what so. I do no no but I'm saying I hope it's a good answer so, but, so what I do is like you know it's rooted in like telling people's stories yeah. and illuminating the many different kinds of people and I, it, it, I think that end is inspiring. So you what are I mean? the, uh, let's say, like, what's what's like a couple of autobiographies or a couple of those stories? That Michelle like, Obama's book is yeah. crazy good. I just got, got yeah. it, Gyrus gifted it. It's crazy, crazy good. Becoming, right? Becoming. So, so good. Um, this is going to be controversial, but Kevin Hart's autobiography is actually really, really good. Can't, really, oh, really it's funny. Can't tell me nothing, yeah, right? can't tell me, can't stop, can't tell me. I have it on audio on my, um, Audible. Audible. Um, that's really good. Um, if you're into acting, I'm reading this. Um, I'm revisiting this book called Acting Power. Mm -hmm. That is, again, really actually really showing you how human beings work. And basically just saying, like, Psychology. acting is just doing what human beings do. Right. So it's like this book on, like, what do humans right. do? And it's like fake scenario. It's not legit things, right. but it's like, in this scenario, humans normally would do X, Y, and Z, you know. Right. Um, that's a really good book. This really 12 Steps Acting by Ivanka Chubbard. It's yeah. an amazing book. That's acting. Um, How about, like, a movie? I know. So I'm trying to hit or some. Like I'm trying a, to hit some. What's, like, okay. I got a question some for you. Goods. That I think that you could, I mean, you're going to, your life experience, I think that you are clearly going to have a different take on this than I do, but the movie that's, <laughs> the movie that's impacted me the most. Snakes on a plane. Motherfucking <laughs> 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 plane. God, I love Sam. Sam, he's just ageless. He's going to be that. He's, I love him. Um, wasn't Snoop Dogg in that too? I don't even know. That's, no, that's, that's soul oh, playing. That's soul playing. <laughs> um, also good. The movie that for me was like, it was so mind-blowing because I had never seen a movie that I felt like nailed this one experience for me was Moonlight. Oh, I was man. like, you know, I, wow. and I understood that like after watching mm -hmm. it, I was like, it's an LGBTQ movie, mm -hmm. it's all black movie, mm -hmm. it's all this, and I was like, I didn't see any of that. Mm -hmm. To me, I was like, this is my experience as a young man in America, mm -hmm. as a young man like growing up trying to realize himself and his potential. Mm -hmm. What's a movie for you that you're just like, I love this. This hits me deep. Oh, God. 
I love this. This hits me deep. Yeah. Maybe that's not why you watch movies. Maybe yeah. you just like to watch movies for other reasons. I do. You know? Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Deep. Yeah, I think, <laughs> is this the difference between the two of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. I think I'm a light. Yeah, I'm like more of a just. Yeah. I'm with, Like you could have watched Moonlight and said like, wow, that was eight amazing performances. Right, right. Totally. Which is what was my experience was yeah. like the acting in this yeah. movie is so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. That like, tends to be what my experience in yeah. movies. It yeah. takes a that what I, that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to like I'm what I'm trying to do is like when's the last time I cried in a movie? Like it takes a lot for yeah. me for some reason to like really Yeah. Really I like really. a lot of trash. But you I like look trash. at it as an actor. Yeah. 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 And I like trash TV. <laughs> trash. Oh wait. Like when I watch What's stuff, your favorite trash TV? It's all trash, really. Real Housewives, um John's leading the Wait, say it. Tell me something. Say it. I'll uh, say yes. I'm actually I, I kind of I'm just going to say the whole guide. I'm embarrassed. No, don't be embarrassed. To admit this don't be embarrassed. One. What? I love 90 Day Fiance. Have you what seen What is 90 it? Day Fiance? Oh, <laughs> it's like you have to be together. Okay, so kind of. It's on TLC. <laughs> I don't watch. I'm embarrassed to admit this because I don't watch TV. And this is the only show that I've seen. Like I've watched The Sopranos all the way through. I've watched Breaking Bad it all the does way through. And then 90 you. Day Fiance. It does something it. for you. It is, it's on TLC, so mm. if that gives you an idea of mm. the quality mm. of drama, mm. it's just very, the drama is good for me. Right, it's right, good drama right, right. It's like a good yeah, that's, that's, TLC quality. Yeah. <laughs> wholesome drama, giving yeah. you wholesome drama so, at 1 p.m. The idea is that it's all international couples. It's the one American and then someone that lives in another country. Okay. They meet online, almost all of them meet online. Okay. Um... And they like each other enough to either visit them in their country or to just bring them Ooh, to America. This is good. And if they're engaged, so the 90 Day Fiance is based off of the K-1 visa, which is once you're engaged, the, the person that is international is granted 90 days in the United States before you have to get married. And Stop. Yes. So they track those 90 days in the U.S. And it's... I mean, there are couples that the international person is clearly marrying you for the visa. Totally. Um, and then some are just totally in love. Like some of them, this. you I have to watch this. Have to watch it. it and there's good. 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days, which is people that are just like dating internationally. Right. And then there's which I haven't watched 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After, which is after the marriage. <laughs> So I just have seen one season of Before the 90 Days, and then I've seen one season of... So you have a cheap bill. Yeah. You're like, you're not paying much for TV. Yeah. You got one station, one show. I have to watch that. Are you kidding me? It's It's so bad, but it's so good. Michael even liked it. But again, this is like... It just evolves in ways you don't anticipate it. It's just... (laughs) There's like a big difference, though, between... Like, I I think that, you know, like, what we're seeing, like, my perception and your perception, I'm so, like riveted by I'm like dude these people they they most of them aren't in it for some ulterior motive they're, some of them are some of them, some of them aren't, aren't trying to get famous and then I'm just I'm like watching these people make these huge decisions and I'm like do you think about right the consequences like right do you not see these weird red flags like <laughs> how, and I'm like who are these people but like the bravo shows are so predictable oh, like totally. all the scenarios are just very yeah, like they know the roles is, they play yeah, that's why every it's show not, it's all fake. Yeah, I could, you know. Do you know all, what I mean? It's so good. It's, anyway. But it's so good. So it's what's a, your favorite trash TV? <laughs> I like it all. I like real, I like anything on Bravo. You like um, Andy? Love Andy. Um, <laughs> what's Andy? Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen. Oh, that's something He's he Mr. Bravo. He's Mr. Bravo. <laughs> um... I love, I'm a huge news person, you know, so, so I really also, I'm just also just always watching CNN yeah. or MSNBC and, um... But yeah, I love it all. And I've got my Netflix shows. Yeah. And oh, what do you watch on Netflix? Right now we're watching You. Have you seen You? I've heard it's, it's like pretty about good. The stalker. Yeah. Oh, it, it's crazy right. good. No, but it's good. It's yeah. not in a... Uh, it's good. It's not crazy. At yeah. first I was like, should I be watching this tonight? It's totally... It's like you could watch it right now and be like... We uh, um, started Miss Maisel. 
Marvelous. Marvelous. Funny, God. right? What a great it's show. Good. So good. It's good. So She's good. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Me and my boyfriend have an issue with starting shows and not. <laughs> That's what I do. We get five so- yeah. episodes in. I'm like, this is one of the greatest shows. And then, and then I, you're I out. just I'm yeah. out to something with Everest. <laughs> like, which is fine. Yeah. That's fine. I can be not. Yeah. Invested in Yeah, myself. totally. That's, that's good. Yeah. Do you see TV in your future? I pray it is. Yeah. I'm manifesting. I'm manifesting <laughs> 2020 television, major television stuff happening. If it comes before, yeah. that's great. But I'm manifesting. I hope so. That's where the real money is. Is it? Oh, in yeah. The, in the cloud. The stage action. Yeah, and like, that's when you really get seen. Yeah. yeah. But it would be fun. I think it would be fun to like. Yeah, I think it would be really fun to be like on a sitcom. And I think I'm funny. And then, you know, you can be like, hey, Broadway, have me come do this role. Have me come yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've got, I've, I've got, my door is so open when it comes to the career and yeah. like, you know, any singing, acting, entertaining. And I'm right now trying to figure out how I can like make it work with like the social, like, um, uh, just getting involved in like, you know what's going on in our community oh, oh, like, and so, like, like being social. active right. and you know um, that's like a big part of uh, starting to become a really big part of who right. I am and Activists, what I want to really do citizens. and like I really want to get involved and like so currently trying to figure out how that's all going to work but just on the journey yeah, doing yeah. the share show and totally. auditioning and um, I think you know dude that's amazing yeah what um, I'm trying to think a couple like last last good questions for you um, you said manifesting yeah. How do you think about manifesting? What do you, you know, do you like write something down? Is there a, it's on your Instagram a couple of days ago, like you shared something. Oh that my gosh. I think it was from, I take it like maybe Daily Stoic or. Yeah, it was Daily Stoic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. About, about first uh, say who you are and then mm-hmm. do who you want to be something and like then that. do whatever it takes to. Yes. Um, So I have gotten, recently gotten into like trying to like, ground my beginning of my day like meditating mm-hmm. and um yeah I, I need something to like start my day off to just get me at zero but more than get me at zero which i think meditating does some some traditional mm-hmm. traditional form of meditating does something that is like a a a a, a, a spiritual emotional and like um literal plan and map for my day mm-hmm. so i meditate and manifest on calling and and um receiving the things that i want literally for the day so like i start every morning by doing this um thing that is an exercise i was taught so i'll share it and it's like a i trust exercise and for a minute you talk on each topic i trust the world to blank i trust people to blank and i trust myself to blank and it can be about your day it can be general it can be about specific thing a specific person you can literally say i trust the world to you know keep me safe today i always say i trust the world to be a place um that has a space for my dreams and um my goals um i say i trust people this morning i said i trust michael to be joyful when i see him i trust um you know michael to be patient with that you know i literally plan i like manifest the energy the frequency that i want the day that i want the world that i want general people you know i say i trust um i trust people to um uh test me you know what i mean i i know that reality of the world is there so i put it out there knowing that yeah. do you know what I'm saying so you're and, not shocked yeah so it's yeah, not like every day when every something happens as <laughs> so it always like, does oh this is what I was asking for yes thank you for I'm like well this is the end yeah yeah, yeah yeah you know um, so I've t- think that that's the the thing that is is most um you know like when i hear things about you know like the secret mm-hmm. spirit of, or like whatever the law of attraction mm-hmm. is i'm like that's really nice mm-hmm. but that is half of the battle yeah yeah, yeah. the other half is mm-hmm. taking like massive action totally to go right. and get that yeah. and i think that that not being preached alongside yeah. that idea yeah law of attraction yeah. yes law yeah. of massive action yeah as totally action. there's this there's the secret is good but people, they they focus so much on like the 
the fact that you are calm, like you, they, 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 they don't focus on the fact that the, all the work at stake you have to be at it's, to it's, then call those things. They're trying to postmates. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they think it's a postmate situation. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, it's a, it's a very legitimate two way street. You have to, you have to envision yeah. this food and then go hunt yeah. it and kill it. Yeah, right. Um, and I can also say, like, you know, my next great leading man role will come in 2019. Yeah. I can call that to the universe, but if I also don't believe, like, you know, I am worthy of playing yeah, that exactly. part, I'm not meeting it. If I also don't believe totally. I have to put in the work to play that part, I'm not meeting what yeah. I call, You know what I mean? Like, It's got to be. Do you yeah. read any Stephen Pressfield? Hmm. Do the, um, so he's the guy, he wrote um, the book that became Legend of Bagger, or it is Legend of Bagger Grants, the movie mm-hmm. based on, and I think yeah, Gates of Fire became 300. Mm-hmm. But he also, he writes a lot about um, his journey as an artist. Mm-hmm. And he has these two books called Do the Work and The War of Art. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he talks about is this idea of like a shadow profession. You know, it's like, let's say you're meant to be a performer, mm-hmm. but instead you do something that's loosely related to performing or yeah, has like shades yeah, of performing, yeah. but it's the wrong thing. It's yeah, like really yeah, close yeah. to what you're like meant to do. Like sales or something like yeah, that. And then yeah. It's like, but you're really supposed to be on stage. And right. so, you know, you like can manifest things in, in the wrong way. Right. It's just a, something that you said made me think of that. I'm gonna look at that I think you would like Pressfield. He talks about this other thing called resistance, mm-hmm. which is basically like anything that makes you procrastinate or would distract you into a shadow profession. Mm. And a lot of what he writes about in those books is like overcoming the resistance. Mm. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Also, uh, please, 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 please. Where can people find you at? Blaine KR, Instagram, and my name on Facebook. I'm not really on Facebook, really on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm on Twitter. I'm trying to get into Twitter. People, how do these nobodies get these millions of followers? I mean, and a lot of people have all these followers. It's the same on Instagram. So, so I have a friend, um, his name's Ed. Uh-huh. I've been following him since he's uh, like had like four or 5,000 followers. Now he's got yeah. like 60 or 75,000 followers. He makes an entire, like a lot of his career now that he's made has mm-hmm. come from building a, an organic following from Twitter. It's like That's a crazy. whole strategy and I think like it it works for, like the way that he did that works for some people in some ways but I think for other people, so like for you or for me, like Instagram is something that makes more sense Oh yeah. to express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need more like you visualization. Know? Yeah. But he probably sounds like someone who's doing something. I'm talking about the literal nobodies. Oh. The, like yeah, 16 got, year old. I'm like, I get so oh. jealous. I'm like, who are these kids? They're talking about nothing. These memes. And then you look at their followers. I'm like, oh. Yeah. What? It's like I can't get two likes on MLK Day. But these people. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it is, okay. baby. It's not his actual birthday. Actual birthday is last week. Right? No. Yeah, yeah. This um, is this the we saw what is it the third Sunday what is it whatever third Monday yes yeah um, okay yeah so we can find you on Instagram Blaine KR thank no you guys private. dude it's been so great having you this here. is awesome it is no longer private is yeah. that what you mm-hmm. yeah, I was I went through a, I went through a long a long phase of being like I like don't know like how to you know like don't want to have zero followers so I want to like follow everybody so yeah that's so funny that's so funny this is awesome thank you thank you for coming. Music and weights, people. Go see Blaine on Broadway.